0: Hi, I'm Cameron Mason, and you're listening to Quick Link Podcast. Stage 13 of the Giro d'Italia was 150 kilometers from San Remo to Cuneo. Now, it was a kind of weird stage where pundits and experts alike were saying, or it could be a break, could be a sprint, we don't really know. And when the sprinters on the start line were asked in interviews, they were like, I mean, the climb's going to be a struggle. And what a climb that was. It was a cat-free, which is very low classification, given it was around 10 kilometres at 6%. Like, that's just astounding, but that's by the by. Um... That came about halfway into the stage, and yeah, the riders pretty much just let a break go, and sprinters teams were just hoping to control it, see and um, bring it back, uh, and you know take it easy on the climb, uh, and that's largely what happened. The brake was formed. It was Talliani of Drone Hopper, Incorn of Jumbo Visma. It was also Julius Vandenberg of EF education easy post whatever they're called now apologies folks uh, nicholas prodoma uh, from aju 2 and miko Mestri of iolo Cometa. they had in the lead-up to the climate had about three minutes 20 although by the time they, they crested it and got rid of taliani um they'd actually Got that up to 6 minutes 40 As the sprinters teams were hoping to to save the legs of their sprinters And from the top they had about 70k to go, give or take And, rather fortuitously, they had a tailwind Which really helped them and really did not help the peloton They were having to burn a lot of their matches You know, get rid of their lead-out trains essentially By just using them as a chase And they really had to work hard um, I mean, small matter, of course, Um took the points at the top of the King of Mountains, but I don't think anyone was really trying for it. No one's really bothered about it. Rosa's got a quite comfortable lead, and, you know, until the actual mountain stages, it's going to stay that way. So, back with the chase. They had around 70k to go and six minutes to bring back, but it kept getting... And, you know, it it got harder and harder as it went. The pendulum kept swinging between the breakaway surviving and and the peloton catching them. And with about nine kilometres to go, it finally went under a, a minute for the first time. And you're thinking, oh, okay, maybe it's coming back. But by then, a second group of the peloton had formed. There was riders getting dropped because they're just, you know, exhausted. Big news of the day before any of that even happened, and apologies for forgetting, but Roman Bardet had to pull out, breaking everyone's heart, no one liked to see that, especially when cameras showed him being ill, let's put it that way in case anyone's listening to this over dinner, but yeah, it would just, it kept ebbing and flowing, no one knew what was going to happen, riders getting dropped left, right and centre, hoping that the sprinters are going to stay there. You know, all the good teams were were doing their duty. Quick Step, Israel Premier Attack, FDJ, UAE. You know, everyone was pulling who had a sprinter to to work for. Apart from Bahrain, who you know showed up at the last two k and went, "Oh, we might as well do a turn now, I guess." And even within that, I still thought the breakaway might survive. And then they just messed about and just shot themselves in the foot. Like, all that hard work, all day in the wind. And and getting that tailwind and help and, you know, battling to survive. And they just piss it away. It was frustrating almost to watch. So it came down to a sprint. And, yeah, um, DeMar continued his amazing form. And got the victory Bauhaus came incredibly quickly At the precise wrong moment Because the finish line was already there So he kind of wasted that chance But he got second Calf uh, got third Gaviria fourth Dainese fifth Consone Tristabont Giacomo Nizzolo Andrea Vandrama And Tobias Bayer Round out the top ten no change on GC other than the fact that anyone who was behind Bardet has now been bumped up one. So Valverde's back in the top 10 at the tender age of 42 in his, what, third different career because he's just going on longer than Rebel seems to be managing. And yeah, it's it's all to play for. Tomorrow is the shortest road stage, so it's going to be action-packed, fast and furious, so look out for that report tomorrow. You've been listening to QuickLink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuickLinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.